Blog Talk Radio. Like fleas, now the same ones chat 
and said I left in the lump. They got their hands in the air with a shout and a jump. Saying thank you, Jesus, for setting me free. Can you speak with my husband? He get home at three. Because I feel God's spirit in this place. Y'all ever heard of evidence of faith? Now tell me what's that sound coming from the back? That's fast. Doc Sizzle be banging like that. And what's that lyrical spitter on the track? That's fast. Pastor Jizzle spitting like that. Yo, what's that sound coming from the back? That's fast. Doc Sizzle be banging like that. And what's that lyrical spitter on the track? That's fast. Pastor Jizzle spitting like that. Yo, what's that sound coming from the back? That's fast. Doc Sizzle be banging like that. And what's that lyrical spitter on the track? That's fast. Pastor Jizzle spitting like that. Yo, what's that sound coming from the back? That's fast. Doc Sizzle be banging like that. And what's that lyrical spitter on the track? That's fast. Pastor Jizzle spitting like that. Yo, what's that sound coming from the back? That's fast. Doc Sizzle be banging like that. And what's that lyrical spitter on the track? That's fast. Pastor Jizzle spitting like that. Yo, what's that sound coming from the back? Oh, yeah, what's that sound coming from the back, baby? We're going to be banging just like that right here on Glorious Gospel Vibes. How's everybody doing this beautiful, beautiful Sunday evening? Oh, great, great. All right. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be banging just like that. This is a new year, new day, new way. I Uh tell you, that's my new motto. New day, new way, baby. Uh Oh, yeah. Oh, we got Bishop Herbert and Arcus and Prophetess McCray in the house. Bishop Philip Dawson. Oh, what's going up? Mm. Great. What's going great. down there in the, in, the, in, the, in the sunny state? That's the sunny state now. It's cold. It's a little cool the down here. is out. <laughs> it's cold down there when it's cold up here. It's not yes. cold in Florida. Yes, it is. Oh my goodness! What, is, on the, my what is the degrees? What's the degrees there? What is the degrees? Thirty-two. 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 Yeah. <laughs> feel like thirty-two. Oh no! I ain't put on my jacket like in so long. I didn't know where it was at. Hey, Sister Vanderbilt, this morning I dug mine out. Oh goodness, <laughs> Sister Vanderbilt, baby, how you doing, Sister Vanderbilt? Pepper Kong just came in on the air. What's going on? How's everybody doing today? Oh, <laughs> How's everybody doing? That oh. sister Vanjie, that Evangelist in the house, baby, don't leave that E off. I told you about that. This Evangelist, <laughs> sister Evangelist Peppercorn is in the house. It's 2017, oh, baby. 2017, you can't be leaving that E off. I'm going to get you, get your pronunciation and your word right, Evangelist. Get your pronunciation. It's not Vanjie. It's Evangelist. Got my E back. I told you I had my E back. Why you keep doing it like that? We're going to give you your E, baby. We're going to give you your E, baby. We're going to give you your E. You know, just get a habit. You know, you, you're so used to saying evangelist. You know, it's a good yeah. thing Mr. D ain't back yet. And he, he he all over there in the Italian, Italiano. Oh. I guess when he come back here, he'll be speaking French. Yes, he will, I guess. Oh. He going to be speaking something else if he ain't got my gift. That's all I got. To hey. Be like when you yeah, go south and you go north and you come back home saying all your E's and R's. Don't you miss Don't you miss Minister Togo Evangelist? Minister Oh, you talking about uh, 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 Evangelist uh, Pepper? Yes. Yeah. 
Don't you Do miss, I miss him? Did I say I yeah. miss him? Hear me say it. I ain't even call his name. Who is he? <laughs> she knows. She, she knows. She miss him. She knows. She do. She miss arguing with him. She know it. She know it. She. What you gonna do? We come back and got you no gift. I want no gift because I know you gonna be slick with it. I want. I don't want no gift. He got that little gift. I want give to the wife. I want him come get slick. He gonna get me some. Get me some good. She so talking about you. I don't want no food in I'll be broken up, tore it up. I don't want to do that. Ooh, that's just <laughs> not might, right, man. You might bring one right. of those Paris design evening gowns, baby. That's you right. Some, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. You ain't going to bring your wife now. How you going to bring me one? Who going to bring your wife now? Who going to bring I see you still living in La La Land. You won't. <laughs> <laughs> show today. We got a testimony of an addict with Minister Todd, Gregory Todd. I tell you, y'all, y'all in for a treat. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay. Y'all want to sit back and check this out. I'm telling you, it's going to be awesome. But before we get crunk, crank, crunk, whatever you want to call it, I need prayer. I need prayer, prophetess. Let's do this. Give me some prayer, baby. God, oh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you once again today, Lord. Lord, we ask that your message go out to the people, Lord Jesus, and touch somebody hard. Lord, we thank you for each host, each guest, the guest that's on, Lord, and continue to bless this program, Lord. We love you, we praise you, and we honor you. These prayers we ask in Jesus' sweet name we pray. Amen, and thank you, Lord. Man. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise Amen. God. I tell y'all, we got a lot going on. I know this is a new year. People are, are, are trying to get their New Year's resolutions intact. You know, some of people don't drop that New Year um, New Year's resolution thing because <laughs> they know it don't never work. <laughs> they go right back oh, down yeah. to January. <laughs> And, and they answered the God questions like, Lord, what you want me to do? Lord, what you have me to do? Lord, oh, Lord, what should I do? Lord, guide me, lead me, Lord, help me, Jesus. But I tell y'all right now, you know, you know, this right now in this time and era, this is some, you know, this time and era is is gonna be new to everybody. This whole thing is gonna be new. It's gonna be, you're gonna, it's gonna, things are gonna change. It's gonna be different, and it, and it's gonna be the people of God that's gonna have to stand. Gonna My have Lord. to stand because it's gonna be some stuff going on. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, this is the time for the perfect move of God that's going to come about. Yeah. It's going to take place. So I'm asking each and every one, don't allow the enemy to uproot or move you out of your position. Yeah. Or the place that he has placed a position for you. Amen. Because uh, there's about to be an outpouring of the move of the Holy Ghost and God like you've All never right. seen it before right. through prophecy. Miracles and wonders. It's yes, time to begin it looking for the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's yes. time. It's time. Yes. There's yes, sal- look, there's salvation in and through no one else but Jesus My Christ Lord. and his sheep. No one else. Sure enough. Sure enough. And they try to hush us up and wait of heaven is through him. All mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. All right. You cannot get to the Father but through and by him. I don't even try. My Lord. Amen. So, Amen. Time to get it together, people. Yes, it it's time is. Time to get it together. Open our eyes. I, I'm, I'm, I've been putting um, eye drops in my eyes. Make sure I can see 
right. It's time. It's time to go to work. It's time to go yes, to work because everything is geared up against Christian principles. All right, uh, everything just coming. Everything all kind of foolishness. I I can't yes. even call a girl name. The single girl that's supposed to go and do the Ellen show, and they put her off the show. Yes, yes. Because of her. Uh, well, sir, I can't call her name because I know her name. Um, yeah, because she spoke out against it. Yeah, because she spoke out and called homosexuality sin, and mm-hmm. uh, and, and 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 you know they they want to censor us and 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 these talks supposedly talk show hosts talking about well we need to give her a pass because she stood up for the word of God. She didn't need no pass, oh. Kimberell. Kimberell oh. didn't need no pass. She yes. stood up for the word of oh. God. Oh. She was on the Ellen show when she said that. She went on the Ellen show when she said that. No, she checked. They wouldn't let her go on. No, they wouldn't let her go on. All Christians, let me tell y'all something. Y'all, y'all get this. All Christians, when you get ready to move up now into these uh, media uh, things that are out of the Christian realm, they take you and they check you out what you've been preaching, what you've been saying. And if you've said something that would go against their belief, especially the homosexual group, They'll say that yes. you are a homophobic, and we're not homophobic. You're just preaching the gospel, telling the truth about oh, Christ, and they'll censor you. You know, mm-hmm. they want to make you take it back. Well, take mm, that right. back. Cause don't don't say we sinners. Wow, yeah. I can't stand that. that, same, that. Let me tell you, let me get another little piece. That same thing going on in black gospel music. We have so many homosexual practicing artists that if you're right. writing a song about being delivered from homosexuality, they want you to take it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow. Mm. Mm. Well, I tell you. That's the last thing. I, I almost don't even have no words for what we're getting ready about to hit. It was getting ready about Jesus, to hit. The power of God. <laughs> you hit it around the head, bro. That's the only word I can that's what I'm saying. I, that's the only word I'm getting ready to say. That was the only word I can mm-hmm. say. Just just say Jesus. Just just Jesus. Is that all right? it. That's just it. It's deliverance <laughs> in that name. It's deliverance in that name. But we gonna put Jesus over everything. But when we come back, we're gonna introduce Mr. Todd. But I'm gonna put Jesus over everything by Tiffany Marie, Gospel Recording Independent. All right.
over everything. All right. <laughs> That's Joe. It's called Joe, y'all. Joe. Okay. Hold on just a minute. Just hold that thought. Uh, uh-huh. Give me a little black, the black history of Minister Bishop. All right. Forever. I'm going to give y'all some. Okay. A little quick black history. I want to talk about an instrument that is very popular, but it came from Africa, and they call it the banjo. Most yeah. people don't know that the banjo is an African instrument. It started when the slaves came over, they would make these gourds and make banjos. Mm-hmm. And then they took it and it evolved into what it is today. When you listen to the banjo and you listen to the kalimba, they have unique sounds alike. But the banjo is an, an originated in the Af- as an African instrument. The, the slaves would make their own instruments. They stopped them from playing the drums. But they used to mm-hmm. make this gourd and had this sound. You know, and, and when you read some of Jefferson's writings, he talks about uh, when they were trying to make like the make like the slaves were so happy, but they weren't happy. They just knew how to play the game. And they would be all around uh-huh. dancing in this instrument that the slaves was making. Uh, and they called it, it is now morphed into what you call today the banjo. Hey, and that's well, I got one of them. I got game. a banjo, you know. I don't know what you're talking about, but I got a banjo. I can play that thing, too. You I'll play it for you one day. We only want you to play it, okay, baby? Yes. Don't come with all that baby but, stuff. That's a wheel now. You don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but most people don't know that. All your country western, all, all your what we call uh, rockabilly music with the banjo, it started with black people when they in, when they introduced that uh, instrument into America. All right. Okay, well, we got, we, uh, that, is that our black history for today? That's for today. There you go. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, we got a new guest that's coming on today. I tell you to tell his testimony. And I want to give you a little bit about his testimony. I'm going to finish sit you on the edge of the seat before he even come on, because when he break it down to you, it's going to be out, 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 out. Okay? His name is Minister. We call it Minister Gregory Todd. Awesome man of God. I'm telling you, He's come a long way, and I'm telling you, I'm going to give you a little bit. He, he sent me a little testimony. I'm going to run it to you, but he's going to break it down for you. What? Yes, he right. At the age of 15, with less than a year left until his high school graduation, he dropped out after afterwards. It wasn't long before he unchecked, his unchecked curiosity and reckless lifestyle led him right into the destructive clutches of drugs and alcohol. After being locked up, over 41 times, almost overdosing on two separate occasions and three separate suicide attempts. He had literally lost everything, including his will to live. In the midst of attempting to support a $500 a day drug habit, he found himself breaking into people's houses at all hours of the night, robbing dope dealers and stealing from his own friends and family members, including his mom. But this was only the beginning of the chain of events that would nearly put his body in the grave and his soul into eternal fires of hell. After a vicious 12-year battle with drugs, alcohol, homosexuality, activity, depression, and the relentless spirit of suicide, he was stopped dead in his tracks in the middle of the street, broad daylight in August of 2002 when the presence of God descended upon him and called for the final judgment of his soul. What happened next will drag your mind to the edge of your of reality and leave you spiritually shaken. Oh, you got to hear him. 
You gotta get it down. And he, he's written a book. He has a documentary, and he's gonna tell you all about all of this stuff. But I want to introduce to some and present to others none other than Minister Gregory Todd. How you doing, Minister Todd? Doing just fine. How are y'all? Great, 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 great. I love it, baby, baby. You know, I had to run it. I had to run it. I I, I want to get them prepared for this. Yo, amen. (laughs) You got to run it. You got to tell it like you told it to us. I tell you, he he, he laid it down for us. I I, I was just sitting on the edge of my seat. You know, you just start, your legs start shaking. You start rocking and get to the next part. You don't even want to break. (laughs) My Lord. Right, right. Mr. You know, Todd, I want you to tell our listeners just what went down. I'm telling you, like uh-huh. you told us, tell it to them. Right. Run it. Okay, run it, run it. I got you. Uh, well, I, <laughs> point blank, you know, it's this this started back in August 2002, and uh, <clears throat> I dropped out of high school back in, like I said, 1985, um, and ended up getting hooked on drugs and alcohol, and you know, I just began to down spiral. I, I came from a broken home, you know, and my stepdad used to, you know, beat my mother up consistently, you know, and I, and I, you know, couldn't go back home. I just decided to, you know, just end up out in the streets. Um, mm-hmm. But in the midst of that, I, you know, I tried crack cocaine for the first time in 1985 for the first time. And I was immediately addicted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that, at that point, uh, all sense of self-respect was just went out the window because I needed to have it. And it, uh-huh. and it and it catapulted me into a place where I started doing stuff that, you know, I had no idea that, you know, I would even be doing, let alone be capable of. And so that's, I'm just tell you straight up, don't don't think you can hold on to the reality of the truth, uh, of the uh-huh. destruction that's connected with the drugs when you get there, because once you're addicted, all bets are off. And so I, I ended up, you know, uh, breaking in people's houses three or four o'clock in the morning. Uh, I uh, ended up sleeping around with men and women to get money to get high, and I was robbing uh-huh. dope dealers. I even I robbed my own mother on one occasion, but uh, mm. that, that you know my habit had gotten so bad. Like I said, it, it did get up to about five hundred dollars a day, and I had to, I had to support that habit. And so uh-huh. you know, and even even to the point where I you know um, literally would have just sold my soul. I've been in some situations that go a little bit farther than what y'all know about, but I'm going to keep rolling with this. So I'm out in the street in Boulevard in 2002. And um, my wife had told me that for the last time, she said, Greg, now listen, I'm moving out of this place. We were living on Ashby and Simpson in Atlanta and one of the worst rat infested places you could have ever seen. And she was fed up uh-huh. with me and with the environment. She said, I'm getting out of here. And if you coming with me, you're going to have to leave that dope alone. And I knew she was serious. So I told her I would stop. You know, but I knew I wasn't, but I just didn't want her to leave me. So we moved, we moved to Douglasville. And so hadn't even been there a week. And before I had to go, you know, I told her I was going to work, which I did. I made the money, but I never came home. I went back downtown. Uh-huh. And I, I spent the money that I had made that I was supposed to be bringing home. And I started, I had to get some more money. And my hustles weren't working because the people that I was dealing with, they knew me. And they knew my hustle. And so... It made it, you know, bad for a crackhead's business. I couldn't get the money I wanted, so I decided. I decided to start using God's name, and I and I started telling people, "With God as my witness, I swear to God, I just got out of jail and just need to get some money to get something to eat." And like uh, the dope dealers and stuff, people in the trap was like, "Nigga, you tripping? Don't nobody want to hear that mess you're talking about. We know you jiving, folks." So they, you know, it, I, I couldn't get anything out of them, so I just began to tell random people. And some of them would believe my story, 
and some of them wouldn't. But for some reason, I kept getting this response, you know, from the ones that I saw that were saved or believed they were saved. They kept telling me, Brother Greg, I'm going to give you this money, but if you're lying, that's between you and God. And I would tell them, I'm not lying, I'm not lying. I'm, I'm, trust me, I'm telling you the truth, brother. But it's just something about what they kept saying to me that was touching uh-huh. me in a strange way. I just got this bad Hello. feeling. But I kept doing it. Uh-huh. And uh, I made about $105 an hour. And mm-hmm. I was, I came up uh, Edgewood to Boulevard. And as I was headed down the street, it was about 3 o'clock. It was the last time I looked at, looked at my phone. And um, I was about a block from the dope house, and I was walking down the street, getting ready to make it to the dope trap. And uh, I got down the street, and all of a sudden I heard this hushing noise. And it's like every single thing on that street got dead quiet. The wind stopped blowing, and it's like the leaves on the trees were just still. I was like, what is going on? But I, you know, I brushed it off and kept walking, and I heard the voice of God speak to me. He said, this day your soul shall be dealt with. I'm looking around trying to figure out, you know, where this where this voice was coming from. I didn't I didn't see anything. I didn't see anybody. But I heard it again. And he said, This day I call yes, for Lord. judgment on the soul of Gregory Lee Todd. And I felt this electrical presence just wash down over me. And all I could say was, Oh my God. And all he right. responded. He said, He said, You got that right. And he, he told me who he was. He said, For it is I, the Alpha. It is I, the Omega. It is I, the beginning and the ending, the one with the keys to both heaven and hell. It is I, the God of your father, and the God of your father's father. It is I, the God of Isaac, Abraham, and of Jacob. And for the sins that thou have committed against me, you shall suffer for an eternity, eternity, eternity. His voice exploded out of the sky so heavily, he immediately knocked me face down to the asphalt, and I hit that ground so hard, and his voice continued to revolve in its velocity. It just got even more powerful. Eternity, 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 and I thought he was going to crush my narrow behind into the asphalt. It got so loud at one point, I had to take the palms of my hands and squeeze them against my ears because I thought my brain was going to explode out of my head. That's how loud it was. His voice sounded like a thousand lions in rushing water at the same time. And it just continued, and it just got so heavy to, you know, I said, oh, my God, I've I've made the biggest mistake of my life. This is it. But his voice eventually eased up enough for me to get off the ground, and I reached into my pocket, shaking like a leaf in the wind, and I threw that crack pipe down, and I dug into my pocket, and I threw every last dollar and silver, all that change. I threw everything. I think I might have thrown my ID with it. And I said, Lord, God, please, please forgive me. Please forgive me. And he said, no, my son, it's too late for that. This day, your soul shall be dealt with. And I heard him say the words, I call the council, council, council. And I looked above my head and the clouds that were scattered out across the sky. It was a sunny day. They came together as one and formed a huge white dome over my head. Afterwards. I saw a row of clouds, or one cloud stretch out across the sky in a row, and it broke into 12 equally even pieces. Each Mm. piece of that cloud stretched outwards and upwards and solidified into a dark, burgundy-looking podium of some kind, and that's what they turned out to be. The next thing that I saw was a a cloud that stood up on the left-hand side of the sky and stretched openward and upwards, and it solidified into a solid white door 
with a with a golden doorknob. Uh, the mm. doorknob turned downwards and swung inwards, and out of the door walked twelve men across nothing. the sky. Nothing under their feet, just walked across the sky above my head. They had snow white beards, snow white clothes, and snow snow white robes, and snow white hair. And as they crossed the sky, they were looking down at me like you've just made the biggest mistake of your life. And they took their places behind these podiums. There was 12 of them. It was revealed to me that these were 12 men, the 12 of the 24 council members. I didn't see all 24. I just saw these 12. And afterwards, there was an an explosion I heard, and I saw a flash on the right-hand side of the sky. And afterwards, there was a solid white throne a stone, solid white stone throne that had formed on the right-hand side of the sky. And I saw the letters at the back top of the throne, and it said, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. There was a flash in front of the throne, and there was an image, a, a presence had formed on the throne. And as I looked at the base, I could see these huge feet at the base of this throne, and each foot had a hole directly through the center of the front of it. I looked up past the seat, and I could see the the area of the robe around his ankles, and I looked up, and I saw these two giant hands resting on the armrest of this giant right throne. Each hand had a hole directly through the dead center of it, shaped like eye sockets. I went up past his hands, and I began to look up at, at the chest area and the nape of his neck where the robe ended and his neck began and but any farther than that I could not see because the light was so fantastically bright it it, it hurt my eyes to even try to look in that direction and I was told I heard him say that um, no mortal man shall lay eyes on the face of God for the gloriousness thereof will destroy him and I, 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 I raised my hand above my eyes with my arm to shield my eyes from his light but I did see as he raised his right hand off the armrest of his throne, and he swung it across the sky like a giant crane. And he pointed at me first, and he said, This day I call for judgment on the soul of Gregory Lee Todd. And he swung it back to his right at the first man standing at the first podium on his right side, and he said, Judgment. And that man looked over at the throne of God and then looked down at me and pointed and said, Counsel. And then the Lord pointed at the second one and said, Judgment. My Lord. And then that gentleman looked down at me and looked over at the Lord and looked down at me and pointed and said, counsel. And by the time he got to the third one, I lost it. Reality just was just not seem real to me any longer. I lost my mind and I started screaming and staggering and stumbling and running down the street trying to get away from God and all of this. Oh, a few no. seconds later, I felt a hand come down on my head, followed by the feeling of five fingers that rested on the side of my head. And I felt this electrical presence descend down and around me, and I felt stiff as a board. I could not move. And I heard him say, For the Lord thy God is omnipresent, and there is no place that thou can go where I shall not be, for I am forevermore here with you now, as I am on the other side of the world at the same time. There is no escape from me. And he continued. He went through the continued procession of going through the entire 12 members of that council. And when he was done, I'm standing in the street just screaming. Just all I could do was just look above my head in awe because the fact of the matter was is that it didn't seem real. I refused to believe it, but the truth of the matter was it it was. And that's what scared me so bad is I had no control of what was I had no control. I couldn't stop it and I had no say so. I had made my decision and I had called judgment down on myself that day. 
And when God got through talking, when they finished discussing whatever they were discussing above my head, uh, there was a table. A cloud rose up next to the right-hand side of the Lord's throne, and it stretched out, and it solidified, and it became a solid white table. And at the far end of this table, there was a writing device of some kind. It looked like an old, beautiful bicentennial pen, if you will. And directly above that table, I saw a flash, and there was a book that formed. The book had a latch around it with a lock that had the, had the latch locked, and the, the lock released, and the latch opened, and the, the book came open. And it fell down on its binder on the top of this table, and it opened up to its middle page. It fell open in the complete middle, and I saw my name written in gorgeous cursive letters at the top left-hand side of this book. And those letters said, Gregory Lee Todd. And the Lord took his right hand and reached over to the table and got this writing device and put it at the beginning of the letters of my name and began to drag it through the letters. I heard a loud scraping, scrubbing noise. And I could see smoke and sparks and fire coming from the tip of this writing device as my name was burned out of this book. The book slammed shut, and it rose up into the air, and it spun toward me so I could see the letters. And it said, Lamb's Book of Life. All right. And that book disappeared. At that very moment, I heard a loud rip. I was told that that was the tearing of the veil, followed by a powerful explosion. Boom! And I, I dropped through the ground, the sky, the trees, the ground, everything, buildings. Everything was gone. The sun mm. was gone. The, everything in existence was gone. I was falling in complete darkness. I couldn't see anything. I couldn't hear anything. But I could feel myself descending, twisting, turning, and twirling. And I said, I said, Lord God, where am I? Not necessarily in those words because I was scared as hell. I kept falling and screaming. And I said, Lord, where am I? And he heard, he heard my thoughts. And he said, my son, there were no walls in this place. But the place that thy soul has been cast into is referred to as the abyss. He said, this is the bottomless pit of darkness and torment of which you shall remain until the day of damnation. I continued to descend into this place, head over heels, screaming and shaking and shuddering. And, and, and I was trying to figure out, you know, where am I? I went to thinking about my family and everything and how did I finally make the most terrible mistake of my life. And I felt like something was in there with me. I couldn't see it, but it felt like something was in there with me. I was looking into the darkness for some time, and I began to see this flashing, a flickering flash in the distance. And I, I thought it was a light, but as it began to get closer to me, it turns out it was an object of some kind. And it turns out it looked like a... 65, maybe 70-inch frame, like something that would be around a plasma screen TV. It had nothing, no materialistic in, inside. It was just a clear frame. And when the frame got like maybe five to seven, maybe eight feet away from me, it stopped and just was sitting right there in front of me, hovering. And it began to show an image that looked like a movie. I saw a black woman lying on a bed in a gown with her legs up in stirrups. And she Hello. was... She was pushing, sweating, crying, and screaming with all she had, and she pushed one good time, and, and I heard her scream, and she pushed this baby out, and the Lord said, see the day of thy birth, and the doctors got me, and they were in the room. It was one male doctor, and there was one black nurse and two white nurses. They got me. They cut the umbilical cord, and they wiped the blood off of me and pushed out the placenta out of my mother, and God said, see the day of thy birth. And they got me and cleaned me up and wrapped me in a blanket of some kind, and they handed me to my mother for a second, and then they placed me in an incubator of some, t some kind, had a light over it. 
And God began to show me as I went from an infant to a, from a young child to a preteen to a teenager to an adult. And he began to show me everything I'd ever done. I saw the lying and the stealing. I saw the first day I ever did drugs. I saw the drugs and the alcohol, the, everything I'd ever done, sleeping around with the men and women to get money to get high, even the things I had done that day. And the Lord said to me, he said, I saw everything. I saw everything. And all of a sudden, he began to show me as I began to get older. I went from a young man to an older man. My hair transformed from black to gray. And I was an elderly man. Then all of a sudden, I saw this man lying in a casket, white shirt, gray tie, gray pants, gray casket with silver handles. The casket was beautiful. And the man was laying in there dead. And I, and I said, who is this? He said, my son, see the day of thy death. And the casket slammed shut. My feet were back up on the ground in reality for the first time. And I was standing in the street shaking so bad. And I was just broken. I was terrified. I said, Lord God, please, no more. That's it. I've had enough. That's it. I'm through. He said, no, my son, it's too late for that. This day thy soul shall be dealt with. Mm. And I heard another loud explosion. I heard a loud rip followed by another explosion. Boom, and I fell through the ground the second time. And this time as I was descending downwards, the first thing that I could feel was the heat. And it was so hot. I, I had fought fires in Boise, Idaho when I was in Job Corps. And I had never experienced anything that hot in my entire life. Mm. And as I began to descend into this place, I could hear screams, and I could hear cursing, and, I, and I, all I could say was, Lord God, where am I? And I heard the Lord say to me, my son, for the place that thy soul has been cast into is referred to as, he said, Gehenna. He said, this is the lake of fire, the second death, the place of eternal torment and suffering for those that have continued to sin against me. And I continued wow. to fall down into this place. And I could feel that heat just continuing to just increase every second. I'm falling and screaming. And as I continued to descend down toward this fire, he turned me on my back and allowed me to look up through the ground, up through these holes that were in the ground, back into earth. And I could see that the sun was still out and that the clouds were still scattered out. It was still a very beautiful day. And I saw these three arms extending down from heaven to the ground. The first arm that was coming down from heaven to the ground had a hand at the end of it that was holding my body by the head, and he was sustaining my body while my soul was beneath the ground headed to hell. The other two arms that I saw extending down from heaven to the ground had a hand at the end of them, and they were blocking the street. His right hand was blocking the right-hand side of the street at Boulevard and Decatur Street, and his left hand was blocking the left-hand side of the street at Boulevard and Edgewood. And I could see vehicles going past his hands, but not one car, truck, vehicle, person, or anything of any kind came up or down that street during the entire time he was dealing with me. I continued to fall down toward the lake of fire, smelling the stench of the burning flesh and the sulfur. And I heard him say to me, my son, no one will know how you died, but it is that your death will be declared as a medical mystery. He said, but it is I and I alone that is the giver of life. Just as it is I and I alone that is the giver of death, for it is I and I alone that decides who lives, just as it is I and I alone who decides who dies, for it is appointed unto man once to die, after this the judgment. And I continued to fall down to them flames screaming. I knew all was lost, and I said, Greg, you finally did it. You know, you made the biggest mistake of your life, and I felt this, this death wash over me, this feeling of helplessness. And hopelessness just washed over me. And I just, nothing could stop that descent from the entranceway into hell to the fire is a long way down. And it's a terrifying one all the way. It's something you'll never forget. 
And as I continued to fall, he touched my eyes and allowed me to look into those flames. And I could see the fire burning the people that were in the, in the flames, the souls. I watched the fire burn the flesh from their bodies and their bones. And the flesh would return only to have the fire of hell to burn the flesh from their bodies and their bones again. And it continued to do that over and over. And I'm still screaming as I'm falling even faster down toward this fire. And he touched my eyes a second time and allowed me to look back down into those flames again. And that's when I saw the worms. And these worms, they were, oh, my God. It was hundreds of millions of them, billions of them maybe. And they, they were of a dark grayish, greenish color. And they had these crazy-looking teeth. And they had these uh, funky-looking spots all over them. And they were moving through the fire at a high rate of speed. And I said, Lord God, what are these? He said, my son, these are the worms. See the worms that never dieth. And I asked him again. I said, Lord God, what are they? And he said, my son, these are the worms that are continuously tormenting the souls that are in the fire for eternity, for this is the judgment. And I watched oh. these worms going into these people. And I watched them as they continuously tried to pull these worms. They were pulling worms out of their foreheads. They were pulling handfuls of worms out of their foreheads. They were pulling handfuls of worms out of their eye sockets. They were pulling handfuls of worms from out of their nostrils. They were pulling handfuls after handfuls after handfuls of worms from out of their mouths. And they were pulling handfuls of worms from out of all of their body parts. And right before I fell into the lake of fire, I saw two words that formed from the fire of hell that said, you knew. The word said, you knew. You knew. And I fell into hell screaming. And it, it, it seemed like it was an eternity. And the next few seconds, my feet were back up on the ground. I was shaking so bad, I couldn't make a step. I could not even move. I was so afraid of what had just happened to me. I thought that if I moved, I would fall right back down and end up in that fire. And I just began to say, Lord God, please, Lord God, please forgive me. Lord, please forgive me. Lord, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. And I heard a female voice come into my left ear. I'll never forget it. And she said, my son, you thank him. You just thank him. You thank him. And I just began to say, thank you, Jesus. 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 And over time, as I kept standing there, I finally got the, 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 the feeling back in my legs, and I was, able to, I was able to move. And when I tell you I got the hell off Boulevard that day, <laughs> the interesting is, is that when, when, I, when I went in there, I want you to understand how things operate in the spirit. When I went in the first time and I descended into the abyss, it was still daylight. I told you that I, that it was around three o'clock when I got into the abyss, and I and he brought me out. It was a little darker, but when I descended, when he brought me back up, and I descended back into the ground into Gehenna, which was the lake of fire, the second death, the place of eternal torment and suffering for those that had continued to sin against him. When I came out, it was pitch black dark. Mellow. The second time I came out of the ground and my put my soul back into my body in the street, I was standing on a dark street. And, and and so that was Kairos time because physical time, it says that it, it like one day would be, you know, as a, as, you know, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. One day, one day would be as a thousand years. Yeah. yeah like but that time was, was, was so swift. And, and I, I made my way off the boulevard. I knew I couldn't get back to Douglasville because a bus didn't run out that way. Ooh, yeah, so the only place I could think to go to was my wife's mother's house. And, and I made it to my wife's mother's house. And when I got there, I, I was trying to explain to her what happened to me. And as I was. But before I made it to her house, I was headed down Boulevard, and I got over to um, 
Memorial Drive because I was trying to get into the train station. But I made it to Memorial Drive. I made it to Moreland Avenue, and I made it to Bouldercrest. And I was walking as fast as I could the whole way. Right before I got to her mother's house, I was walking, and I felt the presence come up behind me. And I heard something tell me, if you turn around, you shall die. And I felt the hair stand up on the back of my neck, and I didn't look back. But I, I tell you what I did do. I started running as fast as I'd ever ran in my life. And God gave me a vision at that moment. I saw a man walking in the desert with a woman away from this city that was behind them. It had a wall around them. And there was fire and brimstone coming from heaven. And it was, it was hitting everybody, the buildings. It was hitting the people. It was hitting the crops and everything. And, and God reminded me that that was the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And that, oh. that was Lot and his wife. And they had been told to not look back at this destruction. Uh-huh. And they looked back, and the, well, actually, his wife looked back, and she was, I saw that she was turned into a pillar of salt, and she crumbled to the ground and was destroyed, and Lot continued, and, and that's what the Lord showed me. But I made it to my wife's mama's house, and, and when I got there, I got inside, and I was trying to explain to my wife's mother what happened to me. And she said, Greg, you expect me to believe you about it, that you've been out in the street smoking crack cocaine, and you've been doing what you're doing, and you, you done ran into Jesus Christ out there, and he done took you to hell, and now you back, and you through smoking dope. She said, you know what? She said, I've heard a lot of stuff from you in my time, and I've known you for a while. You used to come up in here with my boyfriend, John, and y'all was smoking dope in my house and had all these women and stuff up in here. And I let that slide. She said, I ain't say a mumbling word. She said, but if you think that I'm going to sit here and let you come up here and blaspheme the name of Jesus, you have to be crazy as hell. And she said, I want you to get out of my house. I want you to take everything you got. And I want you to get out of my house and don't never come back. She said, because I can put up with anything except that. And of course, she didn't kick me out. I went in the house and I hid. But that night, I called Rachel and told her what happened to me. And she hung up on me three times. She told me, she said, I told you if you ever left me again, that that would be it. But you chose the dope and the women or whatever over me. So that's where you belong. She hung up in my face. And I called her back. And I said, Rachel, no, you need to listen to me. And she said, no, Greg, you need to listen. Every time you do something like this, you call back with these amazing stories, and now you want to put God in it. She said, but I, I feel so sorry for you because God going to get you. She said, he's going to get you. She said, but that don't change a thing. I'm done with you, and it's over, and she hung up again. And when I called her back the third time trying to talk, she said, if God done changed you, let him tell me, but don't call me no more. And that was that Friday that everything took place. She didn't contact me no more that Saturday. But Sunday morning, she called me and said, actually, I saw the car pull up in her mother's yard. And uh, when I ran out to the car where she was at, she let the driver's side wander down, and she said, Greg, she said, God told me what he did for you. She said, come on, get in the car, and we're going home. And that's been 15 years ago. Mm. And I haven't picked up Amen. another crack pipe. I was Thank on ice, Amen. ecstasy, heroin, acid, powder, crack, cigarettes, Thank alcohol, PCC, Amen. and heroin. For over 14 years, but I got delivered Amen. in one night, and I've never been back. One, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. Well, I tell you, minister, I want you to yes. tell, I want to play one of your uh, songs that you wrote um, to back this yes, up. I don't know which yes, one you want me to uh, hit them hard. I know that's the one that, that you're pushing. Well, oh, it's, uh, you know, you play the one you, you play the one you play, you can play He Lives. Because right. that's the story of the Savior that saved my soul. You know, okay. hitting them hard is what I'm doing now. I'm going, I'm going after the enemy in Jesus' name, in the power of Jesus. That's what I'm doing now. But it was the merciful grace. It was the forgiveness of the one that lives that some people believe in, some don't. But I'm here to tell you today that Jesus is alive and well. Yes, sure he is. enough. 
Oh, and he yeah. lives. Oh, okay. Here we go. Mr. Todd, he lives. Oh, yes. For as it has been written upon the pages of the eternal word of God, within the book of St. Luke, chapter 24 and verse 7, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And upon the third day, rise yeah. again. Now the birth of Jesus Christ, it was upon this wise. But the Joseph proposed to Mary and she became his bride. But before they could come together, the Holy Spirit reached out and placed a supernatural seed in the womb of his spouse. Now brother Joseph was confused because he didn't know all the details. And finally decided to get a divorce like on the DL. But the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the train and told him everything wasn't exactly as it is seen. Let him know about the life that had been conceived in his wife. said that his first name was... Jesus and that the last was Christ, the one and only Son of God, the only man among men, sent from above because of love in order to pay for our sins. So now when Joseph woke up, he knew he had to do right. Threw the divorce papers away and took a hold of his wife. He told her what the Holy Ghost revealed to him while he slept, and that he was no longer afraid to go and take the next step. So they traveled to Bethlehem, and then his wife gave birth. It was at that moment that the Son of God had entered the earth. Wise men followed the star toward the east to the manger. Prophecy had said he would be there, so he was wasn't a stranger. They worshipped and gave gifts until the child was king and made it possible for all of us sinners to be redeemed. You think it's a bunch of garbage, but mighty Jesus, he reigns. You say and show you the proof, why don't you call on his name? Now in Romans chapter 10 and 13, it's simple and plain. It says that you shall be saved if you simply call on the name. Now some say he was just a prophet who died and he's long gone. They'll never ever believe he's alive and sits on the throne. And there's nothing else I can do it. Just simply tell you the truth. You can take it however you like. And that's cool, cause it's on you. Gift. I was given to uh, us as a gift that keeps giving this man who was going to die, but he rose and he still lives. Jesus, though, they tried to take him out. Jesus, though, people continue to doubt. Even though his own people, they abused him. And the chief priest, they abused him. But in the midst of all the suffering, they put him through. He said, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. Even though the scribes told lies. And a soldier put a hole in his But the cover up live. in the midst of disbelievers and the lies. Live. He resides above from on high. Live. I'll never ever be a doubt in my mind. Live. That he's the one to ruler of all time. Who gave his life in order for us to be saved? The only man who ever walked out of the grave. Behold him, hey. Soldiers sent to arrest him in the midst. And the one that was known as Judas, who betrayed him with a kiss. Jesus asked them all a question in the midst of this procession. Why would you come after me as a thief with all of these people carrying weapons? But they ignored him and took him up into the house of the high priest. I would say your hat been taken up into the belly of the beast. Brother Peter said he would follow him unto the end of the line. But before the cock crowed, he denied him three times. Now the men who arrested Jesus, they mocked him and they beat him and punched him in his face until his nose and mouth were bleeding. And then they took him in front of the council and asked him, are you the Christ? Jesus knew what they would do. When they questioned him out of spite We answered and said if I told you this you wouldn't believe it So if I asked you you wouldn't answer me And neither would let me go Art thou the son of he God He that he was and like an ocean of piranha They went after his blood They said that this was only blasphemy He spoke only wickedness And that they didn't see a need to gather any further witnesses Are you the king of the Jews as the governor Pilate Jesus replied thou sayest it And then was silent Pilate sent him to Herod And Herod just sent him back Because 
because the accusation simply didn't line up with the fact. Now in the end, Governor Pilate handed Christ over to the people where they nailed him to a cross and he died, but it gets deeper. You think it's a bunch of garbage, but mighty Jesus, he reigns. You say and show you the proof, why don't you call on his name? Now in Romans chapter 10 and 13, it's simple and plain. It says that you shall be saved if you simply call on the name. And there's nothing else I can do except simply tell you the truth. You can take it however you like, and that's cool, because it's on you with this gift. I was given to us uh, the gift that keeps giving this man. Even though they tried to take him out Go to the search box and put in 
T H E M I N I S T A. T H E M I N I S T A. Okay? And that's that'll get you to that'll get you I got three albums and about four singles on C D Baby. So when you go in there, you're gonna see it. It's gonna be He Lives is gonna be a purple uh, purple and red label is what you're gonna see. So just go to C D Baby, put put the minister in the search box. And okay, if you want the book, book, you can get the book, The Deliverance of Gregory Lee Todd. Just go to Gregory Todd dot Tate. Gregory Todd dot T A T E Author dot com. Gregory Todd dot Tate T A T E Author A U T H O R dot com. And you can actually download the book. It comes you can get it in a download or you can order the hard copy from the publisher. I just got picked up by a a publisher about a year ago out of Oklahoma, out of Oklahoma, and they gave me a publication and a distribution deal as well. So I'm thankful for that. I just give God glory. Yes. Okay. So now y'all got that information. We need to run with it. We want. I'm gonna play a little of Hit 'Em Hard, but I will be playing these hit songs, you know, on rotation as we, you know, as a weekly thing, just to get, remind some people. And you and and yeah. this here broadcast can be downloaded at any time so that you can. Uh, Go back and just check check that testimony out and share it with others. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, uh, Mr. Todd, thank you so much for being on Glorious Gospel Vibes. We hope to have you back soon amen, with your new, your new it would be an amen. honor. It would be an and honor. God is doing miraculous things in your life, and we continue to pray and uplift him and keep him in prayer. Oh, Praise yeah. the Lord. Thank you so much. It's an honor. Amen. Here we go. We're going up out of here. We thank all our listeners. Thank you all. Thank I see you. I see you. I see you. Thank you so much for listening in. Hit them hard right here with Minister Todd on the way out. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. <laughs> Just with you.